Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. And we're here, as always, to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and random happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 76. And it's just a shame, Ben, that today, as Patriots fans, we have nothing to talk about. Nothing. Anything Wait, anything, no. anything? New, news or noteworthy happen around involving the Patriots the past couple yeah. days? Yeah. What are you, living under a rock? They signed Cam Newton. Did they? Oh, yes. I didn't hear that from literally every news source that covers sports I have access to. And for good right. reason. It's a pretty big deal. It is? It's not nothing. Well, it's actually not a big deal, but it's a huge deal that he's yeah. Okay. In theory, that player being on the team is a big deal. The actual contract itself... Uh, pretty incredible. We're gonna we're gonna break that down, as far as uh, as well as excuse me, uh, some of the quarterbacks in front of Mister Newton who are now not a, grossly overpaid to begin with, but are now higher paid than Cam Newton. He signs a one year, uh, one million to one point one million dollar. We're, we're not I've seen both figures contract with the Patriots that could be up. Towards seven point five million with incentives. It's very, very, very heavily incentive laden. We've been told exact details are not out, but this is a former MVP who's only going into his tenth season, who looks to be as healthy as he's looked in years. He is a force on the field when he's healthy. Uh, how big could this really be? I mean, this this could shift the entire narrative of the AFC. This could put the Ravens and the Chiefs on notice. I know that's a big statement. And it's coming from someone who questions Cam Newton's health, which is the only thing I had a question about. The money, I, I think I stated I didn't think they had the money, but as we curtail with everything, the NFL salary cap is funny money. And yeah. they can make anything possible. You can fudge that a thousand different ways. Um, simply because they had 1.8 in cap space, he's got one. He's got a 1.1 million dollar contract. Now, if they get to the point where he hits his markers, I'm not sure if that money kicks to next year or what. But I think this puts them in position to. Unfortunately for the for the Dolphins, for the Buffalo Bills, and for the New York Jets, it puts them back where they have been for the past two decades, behind the Patriots. Well, th- this is why when we bring up how how can this team afford this player, and it happens every year, this so and so whatever team had you know just ridiculously low salary cap space. And then they bring in a big ticket player. Well, how do you do that? Well, because the actual contract itself will keep you under the salary cap. And then once the season starts, there's all these little loopholes and things you can figure out that get you around having to be over the cap, which is not allowed. So as much as the Patriot detractors are going to want to point to this and go, oh, look what they're doing. No, 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 no. Literally every team does this. I get so tired of saying that as a Patriots fan. Literally every team does this. It's all just a matter of moving money around to make it work at certain times. Had they given him a $7.5 million contract, it wouldn't have worked. 
No. Because they would have been over. But giving him the one to one point one million works absolutely perfectly. I think it gives them like twelve cents in cap room now. But who cares? You got Cam Newton. Oh, and by the way, should this work out, which we're definitely going to get into in much greater detail, the Patriots are sitting in a very, very advantageous position when it comes to cap room next season. Should the cap not dip too much? We said we don't know what it's going to look like. True. If it stays the way it is and Cam works out, the Patriots are going to not have an issue having the money at least to sign him long-term for starting quarterback money. So I'm hoping all you Patriot haters out there, you lose a little bit of sleep here in that. Well, it's it's how they're going to construct the offense. And let's remember something. They were having heavy discussions with Lamar Jackson leading up to the draft when Lamar was taken by the Ravens. Now, no, I would pay, have loved, pay, yeah, that, that was, oh, man. I mean, <laughs> they were heavily, heavily having discussions. It seemed like Josh McDaniels wanted wanted him in in that quarterback's room and, and trying to evolve the offense. I don't know what kind of hesitation they had. I don't know if it was Lamar about the style. I mean, obviously, they love the style of play, so I don't know why that would be a problem. The only thing I think of is just their offense was catered to one person, and that's what Bill has said on multiple occasions. They catered the offense to Tom Brady because that was their quarterback. Well, where is Tom Brady? He's Everywhere he shouldn't be, apparently, if you've seen the news. Uh, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, I think, because I said before, and I, we said it when we were talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick um, potentially going to uh, New England. Jared Stidham's more of an athletic quarterback than and some would give him credit for. And he's more definitely more of an athletic quarterback than than um, Tom Brady. And he's more mobile. So they're not – I don't – Jared Stenham is not Cam Newton. Let me let me make sure I'm very clear on that. Cam Newton on his worst day is 10 times more athletic and, and mobile and better arm strength than Jared Stenham. But Jared Stenham is not a statue. So the offense, I don't think it's going to be dramatically different between the two, but Cam is going to get the first shot. That's... No question about that. Oh, let's yeah, let's be absolutely clear. I mean, they can say, and Cam's going to say the right thing. Hey, I'm coming in to compete. They're going to say he's coming in to compete, and I believe there will be a certain level of competition at face value. Right, but it's only on face value. It's only on paper. Cam would have to royally screw up or get hurt, not be 100 percent from his injuries for this to be. Jared Stidham's team. And this doesn't even have to be a condemnation on Stidham. Like pe- people are saying, oh, well, Stidham isn't what they said he was. And we really don't know what he was. We haven't seen him enough on an NFL field. But here's the thing it doesn't have to mean he was doing poorly. He did anything wrong. It doesn't mean all his teammates coming out and supporting him that that wasn't legitimate. Here's the deal you have a team that didn't ever think their franchise guy would walk. And he did. Because. He held the cards, they called his bluff, and he walked away. Okay, you want to get your money and go to Tampa, Tom? 
You want to go down there and, 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 and party and have a good time now that Daddy Belichick's not holding you back from being the best ever? Poor you. Sorry. This team was reeling a little bit at the quarterback position. They didn't really know what to do. They didn't have the kind of draft pick or draft capital to get anybody in the draft. And they didn't have the money to trade for someone who was going to make an impact past Jared Stidham. They weren't going to get Teddy Bridgewater for affordable money. Kaepernick, you don't really know if he's actually interested in playing or if that's kind of just something he says now because it helps helps bring what he's trying to do to the forefront. I mean, only he knows that for sure. You knew Cam wanted to play. There's a reason he's putting out all these workout videos and he's staying in such good shape and he's trying to prove he's healthy and over all these injuries that he's had in the past couple of seasons. If he is and he can return to his MVP form, the entire league should be scared. Right. Because the Patriots that were dead in the water, the dynasty being dead, could very well, if this works out, just move on to another era. And, and, and if you look at it, Chris, look at their offense last year. Outside of Tom Brady and Julian Allen, what is the constant there? It's all young. All young. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, your oldest one after that is Shaq Mason. And Shaq Mason's – I know he's been with the team for quite a few years, but he's still in his 20s. But other than, other than Jules and, and Tom, the rest of them are young. And this is an opportunity. Think of the success that Cam had with Devin Punches, albeit it was for a short time, per, time frame – uh, and Devin Funches moved on to other teams. But there was some success between Devin Funches and Cam Newton. I say that because Cam's going to have another big receiver to throw to, Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. I think Nikhil's got better hands than Devin Funches. Let's not forget Mohamed Sanu, who he's also very good friends with. True. And two young tight ends. Young and I don't know what they're going to be, but they're young. I'm sure they're very uh, willing to do whatever they can to help the team progress. And then you got James White, experienced running back. You got Brandon Molden. You have uh, shoot, what's his name? Oh, Sony Michelle. Sony, then, you forgot Sony Michelle. I saw. I forgot Sony. I'm thinking. Of, I'm trying to think of Harris too, and and his first name's escaping me. He had an off year, but poor poor Sony. So there's a lot of talent there, and a lot of what they did in 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 Carolina with Cam and and CMC. And I understand CMC is a different talent. There's a lot of stuff they can do with with Sony, with James White, with Harris, to kind of maybe replicate it a little bit. Install some different things, utilize two tight ends, utilize a lot of stuff. And it might open up the offense just that much more. Not focusing on running the ball, not focusing on passing the ball. Because we know Cam's a tremendously talented runner. He's got a big arm. Accuracy can be a little bit sketchy at times, but not. it's not terrible. So I think this could evolve the offense into what we think it'll become in the future. What Bill's been talking about for years is evolving the offense 
but he couldn't do that with, with all due respect, Tom, a statue. Look, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I take some shots and I joke around about Tom Brady now that he went down to Tampa because I, I had no problem with him leaving. I understood his point there. He didn't want to stop playing and they weren't going to pay him fair market value for what he was worth. I get that. I had no problem with that. My problem was him acting like he was being punished by staying up in New England. You know, he, he, he was he was great on the way out. You know, he took out the the thank yous for the fans and all that stuff, and that's all well and good. But then he gets down to Tampa and it's acting like it was it was so it was so awful being part of one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time for the past twenty years. Literally everything you've made out of yourself, Tom, was because of the fame you garnered by doing what you did up in New England. So let's 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 get off the high horse of Oh my God! It was oh I couldn't take it anymore. Like, dude, grow up. And I don't want to bash be bashing Tom Brady too much, but I just want to point out one thing: the past few years he has not been at OTAs. Correct? Yeah, exactly. And I okay. I, defend, I defended him on that until recently. So you're going to defend him? You're not going to defend him now that you know COVID nineteen is going on and everything that's going on right now. Tom Brady and his teammates are making it. A, Poignant. I don't know. How, I don't know what words I'm, I'm trying to use, but they are trying to shove it down. I don't know if they're trying to shove it down our throats in New England, or they're just they're just getting caught. But they are doing workouts on top of workouts when they're not even supposed to be around each other. So this is Tom knowing he has probably one season to put it all together before it's going to fall apart. That's what I think. He's got this season and this season alone because he knows that there is a huge potential for this just to fall to pieces. And I will state for the record, if when they start playing, and I don't want to say if because I'm confident NFL will play, the person, and it's not going to be his fault, the person that's going to get outed the most will be Mike Evans. Yeah, and that, again, though, that's just because you have, like, Chris uh, Chris Godwin runs a lot of different routes, almost slot like an Edelman, there you go. a much more athletic Edelman. So Brady and, Brady and Godwin, if you can get Godwin in a fantasy league this year, do it and don't think twice about it. I would hesitate Evans, on Mike. I would hesitate on Mike. Evans, I would hesitate on because Brady's deep ball has been declining. And look – we're saying this. We're not taking anything away from the guy. We're Patriots fans. I love what he did for my team for 20 years. I just hate the woe is me attitude once he got away. I don't understand right. it. It just it bothers me. It's just like it's like kicking dirt on the organization on your way out. It's an organization like Robert Kraft wasn't bad to you. You and Belichick had a competitive differences. You and McDaniel had competitive differences. That's fine. That's cool. You know, you're grown adults with your own personalities you're going to have differences sometimes. No problem. But just to kind of act like the woe is me thing on the way out, it just, it really, it really sat poorly with me, which is the reason I take some of these little backhanded shots. I wish him well. I hope he has enough success. He doesn't hate his decision, but when the push comes to shove, I'm a Patriots fan. I always have been, and I always will be. And that's not going to change because he's wearing a different uniform. My loyalty is with the New England Patriots. And, they have a new quarterback now who is, as of yesterday, they have a new quarterback who is a former MVP who could take this team into the future. Right. 
And good luck, Tom. But you can have... I guess what I'm getting at here is you can only take shots for so long before it just kind of makes you look a little pathetic. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy who has one of the greatest quarterback of all time, one of the great careers of all time, and then he's constantly like trying to throw shade at his old team who helped him get there. I'm not one of these people who says it was all Belichick and you could have put anybody in there. Tom Brady was special. There's a reason Tom Brady had the success he had because he had a crazy work ethic, kept himself in phenomenal shape, except for the OTAs. And I go back and listen. I have defended him on that front for ever since his show started. Ben, you've been saying it's a mistake. He's not there. He has to be there. He has to practice with his young teammates. And I said, he's a veteran. He's earned that right. He doesn't need to. And then the second, the second he leaves, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And and by the way, now, a state where supposedly, and I don't have access to official numbers. I'm just, I'm just a sports fan who does a podcast. I don't know. Supposedly, the numbers have spiked like crazy down there. And now Tom decides it's time to start doing workouts with his teammates, you know, directly against the wishes of the NFLPA. Now he has to do it. And it's like, are you you just that? You're you're like a pissed off 43 year old teenager, dude. I don't understand what you're doing. So I'd like to, to circle back to, um, Cam. Um, yeah, I got, uh, I got off on a Brady rant. Yeah. This is supposed to be about Cam. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to get back because I, I I see this going one of three directions, and I know it's kind of simplified and kind of obvious. It can go one of three directions. When I refer to one of three directions, I mean the future of the New England Patriots quarterback position. Because I think, I think the first step was drafting Jared Stenham. Actually, if you think about it, I'll take it back even farther. The beginning was drafting Jimmy G. Jimmy G, yep. Okay. And and we would probably be in the Jimmy G era if, if Bill had his way. So the next extension was Jared Stenham. See what he has. All reports is they liked him. They liked him. Okay, they didn't love him, correct? Because if they loved him, Cam wouldn't be here, correct? Uh, I just want to interject real quick on that. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. Is yeah. It's not really a condemnation on Stenham, but – you can like him, but when you have a former MVP who is who, who for a long time before CMC got to the Carolina Panthers, damn near single-handedly made that team competitive when they were competitive, right? For a value for a year to help either move in to help team either help your team move in the future or be a transitional guy for the uh, for next year for the guy to come in and lead the team. Doesn't matter if you like Stedham. Right. You are now with a healthy Cam Newton, a Super Bowl contender. So, right. so, so I definitely see one of three directions, regardless of the results of the season. Okay. Win, lose, what have you. They could go two and whatever. I still think one of these three directions is where they're going to go. The installation of Cam Newton in the offense is going to open it up and create a whole new playbook for Josh and, and Bill. 
So it's going to go one of three ways. Either they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. How they're going to get him? Well, well, Chris, is Bill O'Brien still the GM of the Texans? Uh, yeah, yes. unfortunately for Texans and their fans, he is, yes. Okay. So as long as he is there, that 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 option's on the table. Option two, they'll trade they'll uh I know they lost a third round pick because of the stupid taping situation with um the Bengals. They still have draft capital, regardless. So I'm not saying they're going to move up into the top five unless they're already there. I'm saying they're going to move up. They're going to position themselves to get a, a young quarterback in the first or second round. Or they're going to have success with Cam and they're going to sign to an extension. One of those one of those three things is going to happen. And the young quarterback they'll take, I'd want to dig into some names in next year's draft before I spit out what name. All I know is unless they're absolutely garbage, which you and me know, that's just not going to happen. They're not getting Justin Fields and they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. So well, whoever pops up in the next eight to 10 months as a guy out of nowhere. Yeah. Possible because you could see Trevor Lawrence drop because his stock dropped just a touch last year. So you could absolutely see it happening this year. I have no doubt about that. But if I'm going to put odds on it, I'm doing a 180. I'm going to put odds on Cam Newton getting an extension. Because I feel like at some point this year, the Houston Texans ownership is going to realize one thing. Bill O'Brien's not the answer. And they're going to flush him down the toilet. They just gave him the GM role before last season. Well, you think that's going to stop him? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. He, he traded away. Uh, or traded for Laramie Tunsil. He traded away their next pretty much two years of of high-end draft picks for Tunsil. Uh, He lets – I keep wanting to say Mario Williams. I keep forgetting his name because he hasn't re-signed anywhere. Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney, thank you. He let uh, Jadavian Clowney go to Seattle for for pennies on a dollar. Uh, And and those moves were – I mean, first he let Clowney go, and then it was a couple weeks later he ended up trading for Tunsil. This guy didn't know what he was doing and doesn't know what he's doing. And the team, after those moves, turned around and said, by the way, you're now officially our GM also. And, of course, you're going to add the little caveat on top of it, right? Of what? De- DeAndre Hopkins getting traded oh, God. for absolutely nothing. I wasn't even that that point yet between the asset I mean, and calls you made during the season. But he was, he was made – I think he was actually officially made the GM a few weeks before he made the Hopkins trade. Then he makes okay. the trade. But I mean, he did all this other stuff when he was still just a coach and uh, like senior, I don't know what his other title was, like senior advisor or like interim GM or something. They still made him the GM after that. Now, I don't know what's going on with Texans ownership. I really don't. Because you look at this guy's track record, uh, it, it, he hasn't done enough to earn these stupid mistakes. DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. If it wasn't for these guys, Bill O'Brien went out the door years ago. True. And very, he trades one, of those, trades one of those guys. Still has a suspect offensive line. And it's like, 
What do they have to see? So if they haven't seen enough already to have let this guy walk out the door, I, I don't know. Can I can I also add on there? Um, as dumb as he's been, it took another team to be even dumber to move up in the draft and take Mitchell Trubisky before Deshaun Watson was picked. Just as a caveat. So he yeah. almost, you can yeah. almost say he got lucky with Deshaun Watson dropping to him after I believe, yes, I believe Deshaun Watson had won the had won the um national championship, I believe. With Clemson, yeah. I believe yeah. And, so yeah, and he, he got lucky that the Bears out Bill O'Brien him that day. Yep. And then the Chiefs were so in love with Patrick Mahomes that they were I, I, I don't remember where it fells, but or fell uh, bleh. I don't remember where how it fell, but I know the the Chiefs wanted Patrick Mahomes, so they were okay with not taking him. Or trying to go up and get him. So it all worked out for Bill O'Brien being able to draft the shot. I understand he had to pull the trigger to actually draft the guy, but he kind of got lucky with this guy, this immense talent, which by the way, he is probably close to breaking this talent by not getting him support, by giving him a broken down running back, in my opinion, suspect offensive line, a deteriorating uh, defense. And just a G, a GM that has no clue on value, on player evaluation. And by the way, let's let's top it off with on national television. One of the lasting images you see is Bill O'Brien yelling at a phone. If I don't, if I remember that correct. Oh, at the draft, yeah, we, yes. I remember we were we were kind of ad libbing like as to what he might actually be saying. And it was, it was, it was funny, but it wasn't quite suitable for a family podcast. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it out of there. But if, if you could have been a fly on the wall, it was pretty entertaining. But um, just, just for, a- uh, just to uh, kind of solidify what you said. Yeah. Um, the chiefs took Mahomes at 10 and Houston took Watson at 12. Okay. See so- so, so it was, it was close, and I don't, I don't think either of them traded up. I think that was their natural position. Yeah. The, only but the Bears, the Bears certainly traded up, and boy, yes. did they regret that. Uh, so there's been a lot of reaction to Cam go to New England. A lot of reaction, they mostly had, positive. Uh, a lot of positive. Oh yeah, Stefan Gilmore. I mean, they just tweeted eyes, but they tweeted eyes. Well, that means they're they're look. Yeah, that's a, that 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 speaks volumes. Both that one emoji McCor- speaks a lot. Yeah. Both McCordy's um, Twitter account, double eyes, obviously, because they're twins. Interesting comments. There's one very intriguing comment. Of course, we have to have a negative comment because it's just the way it is, I guess. Um, from one Mr. Richard Sherman. Now, he can't just be happy for his um, his friend. I assume they're friends or they're at minimum, they're colleagues, but I assume they're friends. A lot of NFL players are friends. He says, and I quote, how many former league MVPs have signed 
for the minimum. Asking for a friend. Just ridiculous. A transcendent talent and less talented quarterbacks are getting 15 to $16 million a year. Disgusting. Okay, Richard. Do you want to go first? I will. And here's the thing. It's easy because it's Richard Sherman, if you're not a fan of Richard Sherman. To, I'm a, and I'm a fan of Bible. no. And here's the thing: I, I don't dislike Richard Sherman. I think I think even when he says something I don't agree with, uh-huh. he's an intelligent human being. And like he, Stanford. well, no, just I mean, you can be smart and and not have gone to college. I mean, but like, this is a smart guy. So I by no means want to try to belittle what he's saying, and it, it, especially if they are friends, I get where he's coming from. If that's his pal, if that's somebody he cares about on, on a human level, not just a colleague level, I can understand him saying, man, this guy has done what he's done. is as good as he is. And this is all you got for him? The only thing I'll say to Richard Sherman, and like I said, Richard Sherman is a hell of a player. I, I do take issue with people saying he's the best simply because he only covers one side of the field. But if that's how he's, the game plan is, he can only do what he's asked to do. So that's fine. My, my my issue with that is though, is Cam hasn't looked good for two years. He didn't. He only played two games last season before he. Well, more actually started two games. He really played like a game and a quarter last year. Right. Uh, obviously, nothing for statistics to speak of because he he barely played. He had the injury, the foot injury. I think it was uh, plantar fasciitis. Um. Which is a nasty injury. Oh, I no, mean, I, I'm not knocking the injury. He needed surgery. You could tell. just by what, You and I could tell. We started watching that, I think, week two game. I think it was the uh, the Panthers and the Bucks, And he looked awful. He looked not Cam Newton-like whatsoever. He looked absolutely beaten up. He couldn't move. He couldn't throw. He couldn't hit water falling out of a boat. He looked like Phillip Rivers. Um, Except Phillip Rivers isn't injured. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you know, or, or Joe Flacco if he had a blindfold on. But even, you know, he won the MVP in 2015. After that, you know, 2016, solid season, but touchdowns went way down. Team record was not as good. 11 and 5, 2017, much better statistically. Uh, 2018, not great, not awful. Team was 6 and 8 again, like they were in 2016. So, I mean... But he didn't finish the season, right? Uh, no, he missed two he was, games. I believe that was a back end of the season, which is why they were really surprised he started the 2019 season, as we just said. Didn't get very far into that. Had injuries. And in fairness, even with CMC, the Panthers didn't put a whole lot around Cam. He's oh, He's been battling injuries for years, trying to fight through it. I mean, this guy is a force. A healthy Cam Newton is a game changer. Hell, even a partially healthy Cam Newton is a extremely talented player. But Richard Sherman knows enough, even if he's taken up for his friend, he knows enough that Cam Newton was not going to get top dollar. He knows that. There was no way. No one's going to go in there and give him a guarantee on just the last year and a half, two years of, of not being himself. Right. No matter how many Instagram videos you post, 
or, or, or tweets or whatever you say about how, what kind of shape you're in. The medicals can all be there. And clearly they are. Because if you think a team like the New England Patriots didn't look at his uh, medical charts, didn't talk to his doctors, didn't have a thorough physical and uh, just every go at it from every angle they possibly could have and say, okay, everything looks good. Everything checks out. We're going to give you a one-year prove-it deal. We say it all the time. Sometimes the best way to go is a one-year prove-it deal. Cam was not going to wait any longer because Cam knew he was not getting a five-year, $120 million contract coming off of injury for two years. He knew that. Cam is not a stupid man. He knows this. Sherman knows this. He's taken up for his friend because he's trying to prove how ludicrous it is. This is all he's getting when he's done what he's done before. And he's not wrong. Sherman's not wrong. It's just the reality of it is nobody was paying Cam. I mean, that is 100% accurate, Chris. Um, I just wish Richard would come out with a little more common sense and not be... I mean, I can't blame him for this passion, and I can't blame him for uh, trying to... I assume it's his friend and and sticking up for his friend. Uh, But it just seems... It just seems ridiculous that uh, coming off of an injury plague season, coming off the, the seriousness of, of the injury, that you would expect him to get $15, $16 million a year for three or four years. That's insane. And I understand Andy Dalton got what he got. And you know what? I think they overpaid for him. And I understand what Joe Flacco got 1.5. That's an overpay as well. I wouldn't have paid him more than a million. Honestly, and if, I'm sure you wouldn't have even paid him, correct? Uh, quite honestly, if Joe Flacco wanted to play for me, he'd have to give me $1.5 million. Well, That's fair. I think that's fair. But I want incentives also. <laughs> you want incentives going your way, right? Yeah. So much per interception, so much per fumble. I, I, just, I just look at this and logically thinking the deal makes sense for Cam – Especially if he doesn't play, it. I just think there's always a little added incentive when when you play for New England. Bill will always talk you up to other teams. He get you get even if you don't play that much, you'll still get a deal because he'll always talk players up if they if they're good teammates. If they, they're trying to learn the playbook, if they're trying to do everything they're asked, you know, they will always go out on a limb for players to try to, to help them get what they can in free agency. If for some reason the one-year uh, $1.1 million deal doesn't work out and he doesn't get any of the um, bonuses, I just still think there's possibilities there for, for Cam Newton after this year if – for some reason, it doesn't work, which I don't think it, I think it would work. I think I don't want to speculate too much, but I could see a four year deal neighborhood of, of Teddy Bridgewater average annual value of 20, 25. Unless, of course, he goes crazy and wins the MVP, then 
then I think we're talking a different uh, atmosphere. But I, I like I like the I like the opportunity Cam's going to get because uh, I think honestly, look around the league, there isn't that many opportunities left. I don't think it'll get to the twenty-five or thirty range, only because I think if he comes out first, you know, five six weeks and he's really solid, I think they're going to start talking the extension right there. Possible. They're going to try, and I don't think you're going to see a seven-year, $150 million contract. You're going to see a three- to five-year extension, more than likely three to four years, probably somewhere around the neighborhood of, of 18 to 25, around there, or low-end with high incentive, on the 15, I, I... 15 to 18 end with incentive. He's not going to – look, a guy of his talent level is only available – for this price, for this one year because of injuries. So if right. he comes out and proves, hey, these injuries are a thing of the past, or I can at least get healthy, I can get through an entire season. I'm not saying they're going to sign him week seven or week eight to an extension. I'm saying they're going to start talking to him because right. they're going to have to get a feel of what this guy's going to be looking for, where his head's at, if they're going to re-sign him long-term. If they want a four- or five-year deal for him, and they want to make him, you know, the, the face of the team until they find the next guy they want to develop. They're going to have to get a feel for what he's about because if he starts having any kind of success and all of a sudden he's, I want 30 to $40 million a year, then they know, hey, thank you for the one-year cam. We're going to be moving on to somebody else in 2021. Right. Don't know that ahead of time. He'll, if he plays that well, he's going to get his $7.5 million and move on somewhere else. But let's – here's the thing. I said this before. I did not think Camden New England was going to happen. I admit that. I don't backtrack on that. I did not think it was going to happen. Only because I didn't know if Cam would be willing to take a one-year prove-it deal. I really didn't. And as would have had to have happened for this to work out. Same as if it was Jameis. Jameis would have to have done the same thing. Now it turns out Jameis took uh, 1.1. For next year, I believe he has an option for the same amount of money for the following year. But he's behind Drew Brees, who looks like he may only have one season left. And even if he has two, Jameis will still be there at a very affordable backup quarterback price. So he could still be the guy going forward because we know it's not Taysom Hill. Let's get real. Yes. That's, that's by the way, is an extreme overpay. He's not a backup quarterback. So let's let's dispatch with that. He's not the backup quarterback. I yeah, just, just change a pace player. That's all he is. Well, they they try to tag in um, the article I read on ESPN. They were trying to tag him as the backup quarterback for the Saints. It's like he's not the backup quarterback. He does all these little things. They're very cute and cuddly, and they make the offense a little more dynamic. But let's be realistic. If we have what happened last year, happened this year to Drew Brees, right? And I'm going to have the caveat that they don't have Jameis Winston. How many games are the New Orleans Saints? Let's say it's 12 games that Drew Brees doesn't play. How many games is Taysom Hill winning oh. for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints? They, man, if they're talking 12, they might go 3-9, and 4-8. and four and, four and eight. Well, you're being generous. Only because they have immense talent, right? I mean, you got Michael Thomas. You, got, you have you know Alvin Kamara. Hopefully he'll find himself this, you know, this upcoming season. But I mean, 
yeah, you're you're not going to beat the upper tier teams because Taysom Hill can't throw, <laughs> like not not consistently all game long. And and depending on where the schedule lies, if they're facing Carolina one or two times or Tampa Bay one or two times, those could easily be four losses because there's no way. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a, Taysom Hill is going to outdo Tom, and there's no way that Teddy and CMC are going to let Taysom Hill go up and down the field. And by the way, I would just think you stack eight eight or nine in the box and you say, Taysom, go ahead. Try to throw it to Michael Thomas. Let's see if you can actually do it on a consistent basis. Because that's the key, is consistent basis. And Michael so, Thomas is good enough. If you throw it anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. So if you're missing Michael Thomas... That's a real effort to suck. And that's why they signed Jameis Winston because albeit he dropped, um, what, 30-plus interceptions? Yeah, he was almost a defensive player of the year. Still, that's still a better option. It's still better numbers than what Taysom Hill's done. So I like I, – I agree with you – I don't know. I'm actually. I don't know if that's what you, if you, at the point you were trying to make is. I I like the option of having Jameis Winston follow up Drew Brees. Oh, I do too. It's a great move by the Saints. Low risk, high reward. You can I know, you can have a guy who's done what he's done and have him for two seasons for a total of two point two million, and know if you have your future or not. And I would say actually, it would be fortuitous for. I want Drew Brees to kind of go out gracefully, just like Tom. Phil, I don't really care about, but but Drew and and Tom, I'd like to go I'd like them to go out gracefully. But if it's a bad season for Drew, I can see him moving on, and now you have a full season. You had, hey, you had a full season for Jameis to get the playbook. And now you have a full season under that one year left in this contract to see what you got. And by then he's what, 26, 27 at the, when his full contract will be up, you'll like 26, 27. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Maybe 28. You still got years, still got years and he's got big arms. So it's interesting you say that too, because I think when I said before, that them signing Cam is not a condemnation or a knock on the colleague Jared Stidham. Okay, you could have been the guy, but we're going to bring in this guy because we can we can get him for his prove it year essentially. Right. And then by the time by the time that year's up, we're going to have cap room, so we're going to either be able to re-sign him or know he's not the guy and move on from him. No problem. It is such a low risk, high reward. Low end, they do what everyone thought they were going to do anyways. They have Stidham in there, and they're mediocre or bad. High end, they're raising the Lombardi Trophy on Tom Brady's new team's home field on Super Bowl Sunday. With Cam Newton. With Cam Newton at quarterback. Oh, the irony. So obviously these are the two very extremes. We don't know. There's a lot to still happen and unfold before either of those things happen. I'm just saying, worst case, best case as far as the Patriots are concerned. And, like, you get a chance to bring in a former MVP for this kind of contract, you do it. So, Stidham's sitting there saying, 
you know, they probably went to him and said, hey, look, we're not saying you can't do it, but we got a chance to bring in a Cam Newton. Learn from him. Compete for the job. So next year at this time, if it's worked out great, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, if it's worked out great and they re-signed Cam to an extension, okay, so Stedham's not the guy. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he gets traded. Maybe you keep him because he's still under contract. If it doesn't work out, or even if it does and Cam just moves on, now you've had Stidham sitting for two years under Tom Brady, or a year under Tom Brady, excuse me, a year under a Cam Newton, learning two very different skill sets, all the while getting coached and taught, brought along by Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. It's just going to make him a better quarterback. It's like when you bring in a really, really good pitcher, a really, really good catcher to a baseball team. You're not just improving the team from that one aspect. They're making other players around them. If they're a true team player, everyone around them is getting better also. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Makes sense. Um, and that may not be the idea, but it's it's something that could be a, a you know a collateral damage kind of thing. You know, like we brought Cam in because we wanted Cam, but you can make Jared better also. Well, but. Not every quarterback that gets drafted is going to be a starting quarterback. No. You know, Chase Daniels had a lot of success at Missouri, and he got drafted. God, I don't remember who drafted him initially, but at one point the Bears signed him. Are the Bears? No, the uh, Eagles signed him to a semi-lucrative contract, but then they drafted Carson Wentz, and oh, the the Kansas City Chiefs they drafted him uh, because he went and followed Doug Peterson to the Philadelphia Eagles. My point is, is that talented guys in college can get drafted, but not all of them are going to be successful. Not all of them are going to be able to be starters. If you look at Mike Lennon, Chase Daniels, uh, Geno Smith, just guys who are talented but not talented enough to usurp usurp the starter so they just find their way through the nfl they make a nice amount of money they try to be a, a supporter and if they're tied if their tickets called take example teddy bridgewater his ticket was called he performed now look what he's doing yeah even if even if that was a fluke which i don't think it is because i like teddy uh, it's it's he still has a very nice guaranteed chunk of money to be very comfortable for the rest of his life because, like you said, when his number was called, he stepped up and he did it. Doesn't matter the circumstances around him. He did it. That's all that matters. One could argue the team took a slight hit when he went back to the bench and Drew came in because that team was humming. Let's not let's not. I mean, I, he wasn't great, but the team was right, going. Right, And that defense was, was clicking on crazy cylinders with uh, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in there. Some, some might think, oh, Drew comes in. Oh, we can relax because Drew's here. And he'll just throw up 35, 40 points. So as long as we give up 25, 28 points, we're good. But – Unfortunately, it didn't transpire to the success that they've had in previous years. So, I like Teddy. I think he'll be do, do good in, in Carolina. Oh, I, I do too. Uh, 
as long as the weapons are there on the outside, not just CMC, but more than that. Um, and that defense, boy, that head coach, he's very defensive-minded head coach. So I want to see what they do. Well, that's another another thing, too, to bring up about, about Cam, is he was essentially a one-man show offensively in Carolina for a while. Right. And I've made no qualms about my love of Ron Rivera as a coach. I think he got the shaft in Carolina. I think he's a great coach. I mean, no disrespect by this, but let's face it, he's not Bill Belichick. Was the reason Belichick's one of the greatest coaches ever, because he gets the game like few others. So he's Cam is going from being the guy in Carolina and having all this pressure on him as a former number one pick. Now he gets to come to New England for a year, at least. Learn under Belichick. Play under Belichick and McDaniel. And I know people, he's a former first overall pick. And I know he's coming in, being the guy to take over for Tom Brady. But make no mistake about it. This is not a situation where he pushed Brady out and he's facing that pressure. Brady left on his own, completely separate. Cam came in afterwards, fully healthy after he apparently proved to the team that he was good to go after all the injuries and all the all the rehab and all the getting better. He's only 31 and barely 31. If he's healthy, he could have a nice chunk of a career left in front of him still. Now, I'm, I'm sure a team will take a flyer on him next year with a decent contract if he has success. I'm absolutely sure. If the Patriots choose not to, I have, I have no doubt in my mind. If he if he proves he can stay healthy and he does well, he'll be a starting quarterback next year. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Patriots this year. I don't think it's really a competition. I said that when the show started. It's I think it's Cam Newton's job to lose. Yeah, essentially. But this is kind of funny. I pulled up a list of the quarterback contracts right. in the NFL. I'm not going to read them all because between, depending on what the contract size actually is, one to one million to one point one. Like I said, I've read both. You read, you saw one point one. I saw one. Either way, he's between the 55th and 60th highest paid quarterback in the league. Just a few names. I'm not going to read them all. Uh, just funny. Some of the people uh, paid higher than him, Jameis Winston, which, you know, like I said, he's on that show me deal in New Orleans. Your guy's on the list, right? Geno Smith. Who's who's my guy? You know, you you know your guy, Chris. All your right. guy. Yeah, he's at, he's at 1.1. We got Matt Schaub, Matt Barkley, Nathan Peterman, uh, Lamar Jackson. That's going to drastically change once his contract comes up. Right. He'll be very close to the top, if not, well, Mahomes will be top, but Watts will be right, or Jackson will be right there. Right. Andy Dalton, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Who's still that, on that, his? It, yeah, he, and he's still on. We don't know what we have in him either. So, I mean, that's, that's, I'm not laughing at that one, but uh, Josh Rosen, Ugh. Tyrod right. Taylor, uh, Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback. Again, all these rookies are still on their first deal. Right. So, they're, you know, more than likely a lot of them are going to go up. Trubisky making damn near eight million dollars a year somehow, but that—that's um, going to be his last. Yeah, because they didn't pick up his options. So that's so he'll be one of those guys that next year. I don't even know if he'll get a Mariota contract or a, a Tannehill contract. He'll get less than that. And oh, I think Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I think the one thing you have to look at, um, this is this is why he probably structured it this way, is, is to kind of prove to himself and the league that he can still perform. He's 55 to 63 right now in a blink of an eye, because I'm pretty sure these, these incentives are not the crazy incentives that the Patriots stuck to Tom Brady a few years ago. No, 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 no. He can – he could jump ahead of every one of those guys you just mentioned very easily because a lot of those guys don't have um, incentive, well, not heavy incentives like this. And a lot of those guys, especially that garbage Rosen are not going to start. They're just not going to start and accumulate enough stats to hit any escalators in their contracts. And if they do, so bad for that team. Well, that's you're absolutely right about that. Is Cam Cam is smart enough to know he's smart enough to know he wasn't going to get the massive deal. Right. But he's also, on the same note, smart enough to realize I'm not going to sign with a team who's going to make these unreachable unreachable steps for the incentives. So while I'm sure it's nothing ridiculously easy, he probably has one for uh playing X amount of games. Probably has one for X amount of touchdowns, um, you know, under so many interceptions, over so many rushing yards, you know, all these different things. They have a lot of awkward, weird ones too. I don't even, I didn't even look into what some of them could have been, but there've been some weird step ups in the past. Like, I don't know, play so many rainy day games. I don't know. It's, 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 there's, there's some odd ones out there, but yeah, he didn't, the Patriots are smart enough to know they weren't going to get Cam Newton for incentives that were not reachable. Right. Or you've had, not, you've had problems. Just, in, what's up? There's just no way he would have signed a contract no, no. to have those 2000, I think it was 2018. Yeah. 2018 incentives for Tom Brady that were like, you got to, you got to finish the season top three in passing yards when, Patrick Mahomes and everyone else is lighting up the league and Tom's throwing to Julian Edelman. That was it. So. Yeah. Cam, Cam's smart enough. And I just want, I want to close on this for Cam because I think a healthy Cam Newton, this, you know, the old, the old phrase rumors of our demise were greatly exaggerated. Uh, If he's healthy, the Patriots will be saying that all year because He'll be a game changer. He'll make guys like Edelman better. Edelman better. Sanu will be better. Who Sanu, who was also apparently injured last year, had an ankle injury. Nikhil Harry, we've both stated how we think he's going to have a really, really good year. He could benefit the most from this. You also got guys like James White, Sony Michelle. I mean, countless people on this team could benefit from a new offense with a more mobile quarterback. No disrespect to Brady. He was phenomenal. He did everything he was asked to do. And he did it at a high level for 20 years, but he wasn't mobile. This makes the offense completely different. Yep. And it's very exciting. And he first has to prove to the league that he's still as mobile as he he has been. Because if he's just going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball, then he doesn't. He hasn't transformed the offense. Oh, he Cam? Has to, yeah, yeah. Cam. 
he has to show the ability to maybe not all the time because I don't want Cam running the ball 10 times in a game because I just think that's just too many times he's risking to take a hit. Plus, we've seen Cam play. Cam tends to give the hits more than he takes them. But yeah, that, does t- that, yeah. that does take away from you, though. And I just think he can just take this team and evolve it. And if you have, if you see Cam and he has that mobility, you almost have to spy. I don't even know if you can spot you. You you can't even spy a linebacker unless it's one of the upper echelon talented linebackers. You have to spy a, a safety just to match his speed. But then most safeties, with the exception of Jamal Adams, which by the way, if I'm the Jets. I might try to reconsider trading Jamal Adams. Yes. Uh, just a thought. I know uh, Buffalo's got a pretty good safety. It's not, I can't think of his name, um, but I know they got a pretty good safety. Um, Miami's kind of reforming, but Edmonds? they have. Yes, I think it, no, no, that's the linebacker Edmonds. That's that's who I'm thinking of though, and he's crazy talented and very yeah, very good, very good. So I think he could match him. And obviously, Miami's got some talented players. I think Vanoy would probably be the one that would kind of be that spy, although he might be a little undersized to handle Cam. But the the, the Jets, if they trade Jamal Adams, what are they going to do? I don't see – I don't <laughs> see a lot of success there, Chris. Well, I mean, I don't – honestly, I mean, this is – I know I've had my fun talking about you know, everybody being bitter or being miserable because of bad signed, you know, Cam Newton. Realistically, the Jets have to know their team is not going to be very good this year. Yeah. And you, some teams, you can unite and come together around supportive ownership or really good coaching. Uh, the Jets don't appear to have either of those things. And there's not a lot of known talent stepping onto the field. That team was going to struggle regardless if it was in New England. Miami took a lot of good steps forward last year, despite the record. They did a lot of really good things. Brian Flores is building his team. Who knows where they're going to go to this year? Because Tua should be the guy to start as long as he's healthy enough to. The team that really must go, damn, what is what are we what now is Buffalo? Because everybody was handing them this division on a silver platter. I mean, Buffalo was this year, the Cleveland Browns of last offseason. They were just going to run the table. They were going to win the AFC East. They were going to be 11-5, 12-4, 13-3. And I, I, I still say Josh Allen can throw the ball farther than anybody in the league probably, but he also misses his receivers by nine yards sometimes. Like, if he, he can't pick up his accuracy, it doesn't matter who's in New England. Buffalo is not going to take a step forward. If he can, different story, game changer. But so I, I just, I just, I was just looking over the uh, Jets. The Jets back seven, I you could say. I mean, it's CJ Mosley and then a bunch of guys that they probably like and think are talented, but haven't proven themselves. C.J. Mosley is the only named, and obviously he got a bunch of money, but he had injuries last year. 
And I don't know if CJ Mosley will be able to handle spying Cam. You're the guy you want is the guy you have at safety who wants to go to Dallas. Because you kept screwing with him. Correct. So, so it's your own fault. But if I'm the Jets, I'm really trying to repair this deal because I don't know any of these other linebackers, and I'm sure they have their high on them and they might have talents. But the only one I look at, the only two I look at is CJ Mosley and Jamal Adams. And one of them is coming off a serious injury. And the other one is just wanting his way out of town. So the door that was open, I think for the jets, at least closed. Yeah, I do too. And I still think it'll be competitive with Buffalo because I still think they're a really good team. Because their they're, they're defense, that yeah. defense is is a different level. And I mean, they got Stephon Diggs. If 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 Josh Allen can find receivers and improve his accuracy with his athleticism, he could be he could be easily a top ten quarterback in the league. I mean, even without that, he's borderline there. He has the talent. He just has to have find the accuracy. So. And they and they have to feed Devin Singletary. They can't just yes, yes. He's got to be a much bigger part, running, rushing, and receiving. Let's be honest. They could have won that game against the Texans had they decided to give the ball to Devin instead of just I let, think, jo- Josh, yeah. let Josh Allen try to win the game. Here, the thing with them is, I think and it's a case like the Jets. I think they have bad coaching, and a case like the Bills. I just think the lack of experience in big games got to their coach. Was it Sean McDermott? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just think it got to him. I think, I think he's actually a good coach. Uh, I think just didn't have a lot of experience at, or any, as far as I know, in playoff games, at least not much, as a head coach. Live and learn. Hopefully, for the Bills' sake, you'll get better. Because I do think that's a guy who could be their coach for quite a while. Yeah, he has, he has the ear of that team, and they react to him. So I think he's the right guy for that that position, but it's not as it's not with a healthy Cam Newton in New England. It is not as cut and dry as it was two days ago. Well, there's kind of two ways you can go with this. It's you could either go the way of a Pete Carroll who learned from his failures and and grew his team and and had success in the Super Bowl, or you have someone like um, Quinn down in the Atlanta, who actually got to the the pinnacle of success, failed, and wasn't able to come back. So it it, it all depends on where Sean McDermott goes from here and takes this team, and and when they get to that, because this you know this could be an opening opportunity for them because. There's just so many, so much competition in this league, in the AFC specifically, especially with we think the Broncos are going to kind of rise up. I think so. And now the Kansas City Chiefs actually have competition that could make the seating very interesting and open up opportunities for a Buffalo to kind of raise up above everybody but they have to take advantage of the situation. And as we stated before, they need to lock that corner up and not have Stefan Gilmore 
I think uh, you're absolutely right. This is still, despite everything we've just said, this AFC still goes through Baltimore and Kansas City. It has to until proven otherwise. All good things that could come from Cam Newton being being healthy, it all depends on that. Like, this is all for not if he gets on the field and hurts himself week one, or he's not himself. This is just objectively... You know, we went through the worst-case scenario and the best-case scenario. If he's healthy, playing 100%, the way they're going to install this game plan around him, the Patriots are going to be a major player. They're going to be right up there with the Baltimores and the Kansas Cities. And I know people don't like to hear that because they don't want the Patriots to be anywhere near the top. But the fact is, they got a premier talent at quarterback. And if he's 100%, if he's 80%, it's going to be a game-changer. But that has to happen first. So it still goes through Baltimore. And it still goes to Kansas City. But you got Patriots are nipping at your heels if this works out. But I would say I'd lean heavier on Baltimore only because Kansas City now has competition. Two team, One team in that division changed their quarterback completely, which screwed them most games last year. I, I know you know that. Um, and Denver is just building something that's – clear to everybody that they're trying to match exactly what uh, what Kansas City is doing. So, well, Baltimore's I, got Pittsburgh, and don't sleep on Pittsburgh. They're going to surprise people this year. It's I, – I will – Baltimore's still the team to beat in that division. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But, I'll just say that for another day, I guess, because I, I don't – Baltimore's still I, I'm not as one, high, but – Right, right. And I'm not as high on uh, Pittsburgh and – no faith in Cleveland and Cincinnati's rebuilding. So I think I think Baltimore has a slight advantage over Kansas City just because the Chargers are unknown and Denver I think is more of a competition than Pittsburgh to the Ravens. I'm just gonna close on close on this for Cam. Yeah. Uh as I said earlier, I, I've said many times I didn't think it was gonna happen. I didn't think he would take that one-year prove-it deal. I didn't think he was Belichick's kind of player because of the fumble he didn't dive on back in the Super Bowl against Denver. Um, We don't know the situation there. We don't know why he didn't. We don't know if he got into his own head. We don't know if he didn't think he could. We have no idea. I'll tell you who does know why, though, and that's Bill Belichick. Because Cam Newton wasn't – there's no restrictions. The Patriots could talk to him as much as they wanted. They could ask him anything they wanted to. They could get any information from him they wanted to. They got everything they needed to know to know his head was in the right place and his health was in the right place. You know how that long? Do you know how long they've been talking to him? I did, probably a few months. April. Yeah. Reports are eight, since April they've been talking to Cam. So I, I guarantee, honestly, I would tell you if this whole COVID nineteen thing wasn't going on right now, Cam Newton probably would have paid a Patriot two months ago. But they, with everything starting to open back up, or at least ease up a little bit, they were able to get more information that they needed from him, which gave them the confidence to say, we're willing to take a one-year flyer for a million dollars plus incentives and see. Now, all I've said about negative about Cam on the field, you know, question is effort, question this. Tremendous talent. I am super excited as a Patriots fan and as a football fan to have him in this position I hope nothing but success for him because for all of his goofiness and he is a unique dresser, we'll say the least, 
if you've ever seen any of his posts on social media, he writes in these weird symbols and stuff like that. He's an out there dude, but he's also a really good dude. He's a guy whose teammates love him. People love him. He does a ton for charity. He is a good human being. And for that, as well as the athlete that he is, I am very excited about this upcoming season. I echo a lot of those sentiments, and I'll just add this. If they could have figured out the, not David Andrews, um, Joe Tooney situation earlier, because he still hasn't signed that franchise tag, and he is still counting for $14 million on the cap. If they could have figured this out earlier, he probably wouldn't have been on the team earlier, because I don't believe Bill wants to pay uh, Joe Tooney, $14 million when he's already paying Shaq Mason like 8 or 9 I want to say. I know he's he's up there. He might be double digits. I'm not sure. But he doesn't want to pay his guards a ton of money. So, But I agree also, if COVID wasn't going on, he probably would have been in sooner as well. Atlanta Hawks in the news, and yep. not for basketball reasons. So that's interesting that the – we talked about this a couple of uh, months like, yeah, probably a couple months ago, right? Or was it like a month ago? About uh, the Blue Wahoos in um, Pensacola, Florida, was it? I believe. Oh, making their stadium an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was. I don't even know anymore. I lost track of time. I don't know what's what anymore. But it's interesting. The Atlanta Hawks um, are making their stadium arena. I'm sorry, arena available for the state of Georgia. Uh, to do election uh, po- uh, polling, or not polling, um, uh, to hold the elections, hold the elections for yeah. people to come in and uh, punch their ballots. Um, and by the ro- <laughs> by the way, this is as close as we're ever going to get on this show to discussing politics. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're, yeah. This is nothing to do with either side of the aisle. This is no, strictly no, 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 no. bringing up. So don't come at us with any of that stuff. I just I just found it interesting that um, we mentioned that a lot of teams should do this, you know, for to, to try to generate some sort of of revenue of some sort. Now, in the story, it doesn't say there whether they are or not generating revenue, but at minimum they'll get some sort of tax write off that they're sure, which is fine. It's their business; they're trying to yeah. Maybe no not problem. make money, but yeah. they're trying to to recover some of their their losses. I think it's a good move because, first off, uh, they had an election earlier this month. I don't know what it was. They have one in August. I don't know what it is either. It's Georgia. I don't live in Georgia. It's nothing against them. I just don't know. But they're also having it available for the national election in November. But there were uh, pictures on Twitter of long lines at the polling polling booths and and it's just and that's just not just there it's it's a lot of places around the united states have long long lines especially at the end of the day i think it's a good move because it's just this big wide open space you can set it up have your spacing have your social distancing and be able to try to move through people plus funny thing chris they have a huge parking lot where a lot of people can park to come and vote. It's 
it's oh, it's it, a it's a win win to be honest with you. Not only that, because I mean, like you said about the money thing, even for a tax write off. Let, let's be clear, none of none of the people who who work the polling, I have no idea if those people are paid or not. That's not going to be on the Atlanta Hawks dime, even though it's in their stadium. That's all on the government dime, so that's not a concern for them at all. And two, like you said, massive building that is used to supporting what twenty, twenty five, thirty thousand people. You can have a couple thousand people enter at a time, not have you know have proper distance in between them. So it's still a sanitary environment. You're getting a lot of people in, a lot of people out. You can even, because it's November. I know it's you know I know it's in Atlanta, but it's still November. It could get, I don't know how cold it gets there, but you would assume for people who are adjusted to that climate, November is still a cold time of year for them. Instead of having them sit outside, I mean, you may have if it gets overly crowded to a ridiculous extent, you still may have outside lines, but you could have a lot of space, a lot of space reserved on the inside for people to not only be in there where it's not out in the elements, but are also a proper distance apart to not, you know, risk contamination for the virus, depending on where we are by that point. It it, it is a win-win. It works. You could even set up, you know, like uh, big ass tents out in the parking lot, bring in some space heaters. I mean, you could do all sorts of things to have thousands of people move through there at one time and make it real a lot more of a streamlined process than high school gyms and VFWs. Like that's just not that's not going to work in this climate we're in for the kind of capacity we're going to need right. for those elections. This is not going to work. But and I, and I understand this is a one-off because typically the basketball season started uh, in November already. Same with the hockey season. Um, Baseball is over, but most of baseball stadiums are open. And if you're in the northern climate, climate, uh, the open space they would use is probably going to have like six feet of snow on it. And obviously football is going on and you don't really want people treading on the football field during the season. That being said, if the uh, basketball, if the basketball uh, NBA, I'm sorry, Decides to push their because they're going to start their new season in uh, December. If they went forward with having their season start in December, this is a perfect situation to set up year in and year out, having all 30, well, 29 because one's in Toronto and I don't, I don't know what they do for the election. I'm sure if they do the same thing, they could do that, but. I'm thinking of uh, TD Bank. That one's not really a great use. It can be available, but it's not like one where you can just have, you have a big open parking lot and you just park everyone there. It doesn't really work there, but some stadiums, it's like the Staples uh, Staples Center. That is just a stadium and a ton of parking spots all around it. That's perfect. That is a perfect situation and if you can line it up to where that stadium is available because they use it for concerts, they use it for other events, why not November 3rd, every four, well, every two years because they have uh, uh, midterm elections, just make it available so people aren't pressed to go to, like you said, a VFW, high school gyms. I mean, there's other stuff that are being used, right? Um 
grade school classrooms. I think I, there's probably even like garages that are being used in small towns. So it's just, it just makes sense for me. Am I the only one who pictures it being really funny, depending on which side of uh, which side you're voting for? It depends on which football tunnel you run out of to go vote. That would be hilarious. Just but everybody, I, just just for all 350 million Americans, every every person who goes to vote gets to run out of the tunnel. It's a little. They <laughs> go towards their respective their respective uh, station to go punch their ballot, but yeah, it's a little something for the fan. Just say you know, at least one time in your life. You get to run out of the state. You get to run onto the the parquet, arena floor, whatever you want to call it, just to have that moment, and then you go punch your ticket for whoever you want. All kidding aside, though, I'll close with this. I think it's a great way to, you know, a great way to use these buildings to, you know, for it'll streamline the process. It'll be a lot safer, especially in this this time when we need to keep our distance in large groups. I think it's a really good idea, and I'm, I think it'll work out real well. So. It it needs to it needs to broaden out to other ones. It can't just yeah. be the Atlanta Hawks seeing it as a problem because they lived it this month, and and just them doing it because there's plenty of other stadiums that have the same kind of situation, in the same voting situation. They can absolutely hundred percent do this. It's smart. It's intelligent. You just have to work together with your local government state government and just work together to give everyone a chance and be safe. All right. Uh, I'm all set. Anything else? I'm good. All right. We're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you so much for listening to this 76th episode of Ben and Chris talk sports. We appreciate your continued support. And as always, if you have any questions or comments for anything you heard in this show for Ben or I, or Quite frankly, any other questions in general, we'd love to hear from you. And Ben, where can they get in touch with us? Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, BCTS Pot. All right. And as promised, the website coming soon. It will not be ready by tomorrow, but it is inching ever so close. So it will be in the near future. For Ben, I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe and stay healthy. And we will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.